Matthew chapter 11 real quick, and I'm going to show you something this morning. I hope you're hungry this morning, not for the ham sandwiches. <laughs> for the Word of God. We live in a time where the Word of God has is, is, is got to be the most important thing for us. Because I can't get assurance from man. It seems like the world is more confused than ever. You know, I was telling somebody the other day, you know, back in 1963, you mean Sister Janice was born. They decided we didn't need God in school no more, and they, and they voted him out. A year later, there comes demon-possessed beetles on the scene. And I ain't scared. These, these guys are nothing but demon-possessed, the beetles. A year later, right after we took God out of the way, and people, children, uh, young people were getting caught to, to, to the beetles. Most corrupt thing that group that ever came in this country. They were atheists. Well, some of them were Satanists. And yet, we took God out of the way. They grabbed onto the Beatles and Elvis. You know? And there comes the, uh, the Woodstock age, where, where free sex and free love and, and, and no responsibility. And, and we had this incident where, where they, they started uh, disrespecting the law. Authority to what we got today. Then we got 1973, just 10 years later, we decided to start killing babies. My God. <laughs> then 10 more years later, we decided we didn't need the Ten Commandments on the walls of the public school no more, so we took that out. Now you see where we're at. <laughs> You wonder why I don't have much confidence in man, government, even some religious leaders. Because where is the voice of those crying in the wilderness? Where is the Jeremiah's and the Ezekiel's and the John the Baptist's? Where are they? No, we dress our preachers up with hairstyles like, and we, we put them in a suit and we, we make them say good things, sweet things. Don't offend nobody. Don't say nothing. God help us. But for you today, I have a word of encouragement, okay? I, I, I learned this verse years ago, and I've always remembered it, that Jesus is our guide. He's our shield. Amen? I'm, I'm talking to you this morning, and those that are listening by the Internet, those that are believers, amen, those that love the Lord, those that are Christians. How personal is Jesus in your life? I mean, do you just, just think about him when you come to church? Do you just talk about him when somebody else is talking? When you wake up in the morning, is that the first thing you think of? Do you look up in the heaven and say, good morning, Jesus? Verse 28 says this. And listen, I'm, I'm talking to believers this morning, okay? You that are born again. Listen, I'm, I'm a Christian. And as a Christian, I, I do carry weight. My, my, my burdens get heavy sometimes, okay? It seems like my direction is not clear. I don't, I don't understand. Why would God allow something to take place that takes place in my life? It doesn't seem fair because I thought I was his child. I thought I was somebody that he looked to 
I thought I was the apple of his eyes. I thought he, could, he would just meet every need that I have. You see, the thoughts of God are not your thoughts. Because the need you see might not be the need God sees you need. Because there's things that God works out in your life. Listen, I've, I've been in this long enough. I've seen a lot of times my plans fail. And I take off and do it my way. And you know what happens? I end up being defeated. Because I see a right now answer. I need, I need it now, God. I need, I need the answer now. I need, it, I need it solved now. We're not looking at what's happening years down the road. And it's hard to understand that because I'm trying to figure God. Listen, I've come, I'm, I'm the first one in this building to tell I haven't got God figured out yet. Okay? I don't see in my heart sometimes how he thinks. Because he has a plan way above my plan. See, God doesn't see fixed it right now situation. He sees fix it in the future situation. Because, listen, it ain't easy. Listen, I, I'm the kind of person, Lord, I need patience and I need it right now. Come on, how many of you been like that? <laughs> we don't want patience worked into our life. We want it now. You might be carrying a weight this morning. But my God is a weight deliverer. <laughs> He's ready to take the load off of your back. Because a lot of times weight is caused because we lack faith in what he said he would do. Does that make sense? Because he's already promised to you. All you have to remind him, God, that's your word. Come on, Moses was in the mountain of God. And, and listen, he brought the children of Israel to Mount Sinai. And, and, and here he's up there receiving God's law. And now at the bottom of the hill, the people that followed him was making an idol. You got to read the story. And God said, those people you brought from Egypt are corrupting themselves. And God, listen, and God said, I'm going to make a deal with you, Moses. Not a deal, but a covenant with you. I'm going to let you live and I'll make a covenant with you. But as for all the rest of them, I'm going to kill them. Go read that story. And Moses looked up to God, you remember what you said? <laughs> you remember your word? Said you said you'd bring your, ch your children out of here. What would the people of this world say if you go ahead and kill them in the wilderness? And Lord repented what he decided to do. That don't mean he repented, but he changed his mind. Sometimes praying could change God's mind. Hezekiah was the same way. He was getting ready to die, King Hezekiah. And, and the prophet Isaiah went to him and said, you're going to die. You better get your house in order. Hezekiah went to the Lord and said, Lord, I served you with all my heart. I served you. I prayed to you. He said, and he said, he turned his face toward the wall. And he cried out for mercy. God, he was going to die, said the cat. But God changed his mind. God sent Isaiah back and said, you go tell Hezekiah, I saw his prayers. I heard his prayers. Because he sought me, my God, I'm going to give him 15 more years. Hallelujah. Come on, Jesus. Moses went down to that mountain. Listen, I'm getting back on Moses again because Moses was, was in a shame for the people. God, don't do it. God, your promise. God, your word. God, don't, don't do it. And guess what Moses did when he saw them bunch of heathens? He got angry. Moses got angry. 
He got angry what he saw. They made this golden image and they even called it Jehovah. The Bible, the very first command, don't make unto you any graven image of any likeness of anything that's in heaven above, that is on the earth, and that's the waters underneath the earth. Don't do it. Don't make you a similitude or likeness of anything, a male or female. God is angry. But the man of God got angry. <laughs> and he came, and he took those Ten Commandments, and he broke them at the foot of the mountain. The only thing that could have set him free at that time was the law of God. My God, I don't know if you get in this, praise God. Moses had to take his heart and forget about what he felt about the people. He said, go and purge Israel. So the men, the men that he chose went and started killing these people. My God, that's an ugly story, but it's true. Get rid of them. A bunch of stiff necks. An uncircumcised in heart. They won't serve me with their heart. The minute they get, they're going to make an idol against, against me. Hallelujah, you're quiet. <laughs> but, thank God for Jesus. <laughs> Where will we be without Jesus? Huh? Why would we be if the Lord wouldn't stand up and intercede for us? Verse 28 of chapter 11. Come unto me, all ye, all you who labor and are heavy laden. How many of you feel heavy laden sometimes? How many feel the world is, is, is on, on your back and you, don't, you can't get an answer from God? Hallelujah. Come on, Jesus. How many feel like there's the world that's given up on you? Nobody wants to help you. Nobody loves you. Nobody wants to do for you. All the labor. See, that's, that's we, we talk about heaven, but just labor. Listen, you are laboring in the Lord. Don't quit. Because God sees your labors. He's not going to forget your work of service unto his, his church, unto his people, unto prayer. We think everybody has to be a pastor. No, they don't. We think everybody has to be a, 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 a prophet. No, they don't. We need intercessors. Many women of God that will pray for his people. Come unto me, all you that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest. Come on, somebody. Listen, are you listening to me? I'll give you rest. My God, I feel it. I'll give you rest. My God's a God of rest. My God is a God of peace. My God is a God of joy. My God is a God of victory. He's not this doom, gloom, religious God we see today that's been preaching in a lot of churches. <laughs> Hallelujah. My God is a God of rest. The situation might look dire in your life. My God is a God of rest. The situation might look, might look troubling. My God is a God of rest. They might be knocking out at your door to take your home or take your house. or your, your marriage might be in trouble. My God is a God of rest. Come on, somebody. You are a child of God. Come on to me, all you that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke <laughs> upon you. Now, what is a yoke? Anybody ever done any, done any farming? 
A harness is something you put on one animal, right? You ever seen a round harness? You put on a mule, he pulls the plow. But a yoke is something you yoke up two animals to. Jesus is pulling with you. Come on, somebody. Listen, I can't pull this church. But with Jesus, I can pull this whole community. And you too can. I can't pull this troubling place. But if Jesus is pulling with you, you can pull the whole world if you want. Because Jesus is on the other side of the yoke. You're not walking this walk by yourself. You're not going through this trouble by yourself. You're not facing these problems by yourself. He never leaves us or forsakes. If he's yoked up to you, he's staying there. Come on, somebody. I've been praying for a lady, but it just don't seem to get better. It will. <laughs> I've, been, I've been crying out to God, but he don't seem to hear. Yes, he does. One day the light's going to come on and you're going to realize that this ain't about me. It's about him, praise God. It's his victory. His, his, all I got to do is listen for the call. Hey, turn right, Yvette. Don't go straight. Turn left, Yvette. I'm pulling this way. Go this way. I don't like this way. Well, you're, you're going to have to pull with me. If you pull against me, we ain't going to go anywhere. Right? <laughs> okay. Somebody said, I'm glad I came to church. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you pull against him, you ain't going anywhere. You can't fight him. Why do most Christians don't go any further than their walk with God? Because they're constantly trying to fight him. Pulling against him. He says, go this way. No, I don't want that way. He tells you to forgive. No, I don't want to forgive. He tells you to not have bitterness. No, I don't want to have, I want to have bitterness. He tells you to stop lying and cheating and, and, and whatever you're doing. In the, I don't want it. I like it. You ain't going anywhere. My Lord. Come on, Holy God. My Bible says God hates all workers of iniquity. God is not pleased with sinners. We're not to think like the world. I can't tell you I got my, 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 my thoughts complete like God because I don't know all the ways of God. Because he says, your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. That's why he gives the Holy Spirit, right? When he says something that doesn't make sense to you, you better do what he says. Listen, I had a chance where I borrowed, I told this story, but it's, it's going to line up. I borrowed some money when God told me not to one time. Listen, I didn't feel him for about three weeks. Oh, I had to repent 15 million times. It seems like, God, please don't. Listen, you're telling people to believe me and you're going to go do something I told you not to do? You tell them to trust me and you didn't trust me? My Lord, hey, listen, God is not, listen, God wants your complete faith. Complete faith. Not faith in, faith in what you think and what you think God says. You better go to the word of God and say, God, what is your will? Right? You remember Jesus was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane before he was arrested. And no, there's a perfect lesson in that. And I'm not saying this is true. I'm just Somebody had mentioned maybe this was, this was the Mount of Olive where they, had, they, would, they would grind olive to make oil. And they had these, these it was like some, some stone and it, had a, it was come up and they had a, a bevel in the middle of it and a top. And on the side of that, that, uh, that 
wine press, that's what it was called, a wine press, they had a little cup that would hang off the side. And as they would grind the oil, everything would fall into that cup. Do you believe maybe? And I'm, just, I'm not saying this gospel. <laughs> it makes sense to me. He was leaning against one of those things maybe. And he looked and he said, Lord, if there's any way this cup can pass from me, let it be. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will. You see, I've always got a little picture in my mind. That hood, that, that, that top is the will of God. And the bottom is your will. And in between the two. <laughs> come on, somebody. You have to make a decision. Jesus had a decision to make. It's either my will or God's will. And he said, not my will, but your. And you know what? There comes the oil out of pure. Listen, when we obey God, all it's going to produce is oil, pure oil, pure olive oil, pure, you know what I'm saying? Refining the stuff that is good and can be used. If you fight it, praise God, you'll never get right with God. You'll never see the victory in your life that you need to see. You'll never let the laden and the weight go off of you because you're not accepting his will. He looked up and he said, Lord, if there's any way, this can pass for me. How many prayed like that already? Lord, I don't want to go through this. Lord, I don't want to face this. But if there's any way it can go for me, let it be. Tough lesson, huh? Because it's not my will, it's your will. God wants to lighten your load this morning. Turn me to uh, Psalms 20, 23. Uh, Jesus is the provider. He's not only going to provide you food and clothing and homes. and He's going to provide you peace. My job in this ministry is to help set you on the right path as I'm learning myself. That my will is to be God's will. Right? That I'm only a sheep. I'm only... A sheep. I'm going to tell you something. And I said this before. You know, a shepherd is, he doesn't just let the sheep go out and graze. He puts them in the right pasture, right? He doesn't put them in a, a place where they're going to be in danger. So the shepherd goes out there and, and he provides a green pasture for, for the sheep. And believe me, he's not going to set the sheep in a place where they're going to they're going to get in trouble. We know this psalm. A lot of them have it on their wall. You can buy little plaques of it. The Lord is my shepherd. What is a shepherd? A shepherd is the one that takes care of the sheep. He, he brings the sheep away from stress, anxiety, work together. He brings the sheep in a safe place. See, that's, that's the whole principle of what, what the Lord is trying, trying to show us. That if we're not in God's will, we're not in the right pasture. If we're wandering off doing our own thing somewhere and, and, and trying, to, trying to, 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 to get God to do things we want him to do, it won't work. He'll, God is not interested in your opinion. He's interested in your obedience. And where obedience comes, there comes peace. 
Where obedience comes, there comes satisfaction in worship. You can worship God because you know you're in his will. You can, you can follow him and obey his voice. The Lord is my shepherd. What does the shepherd do? Oh, he just sits there and watches him. Well, no, let a wolf come or, or let, let a coyote or a bear or a lion or something come. You know what he's going to do? He's going to take that, that, that staff. And he'll fight David was a prime example. He's the one who wrote that psalm. David said, I killed a bear and a lion. You know what I'm saying? And told that uncircumcised Philistine called Goliath. And I'm, God's going to deliver me into you into my hands also. Because he's not slack concerning his promises. The Lord is my shepherd. That's where we get the word pastor from. The Lord is my pastor. My shepherd. I shall not want. What's that word want mean? You're not going to lack. He's going to meet every need that you have. Come on, Jesus. He's going to take care of his sheep. He's not going to make sure that they're lacking. See, the laden that we're carrying is a lot of time we don't have to carry it. Because sometimes we, 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 we burden ourselves with, with things and people and problems and stuff. And I'm not saying you're not going to have problems. But if we really say, God, you are my provider. You are the one that's going to deliver me. You are the one that's going to take care of me. I have no want or no lack. Come on, Jesus. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leading me beside the still water. Now, past, listen, I tell people all the time. Listen, some, we don't see the green pastures that God sees, okay? See, you can look and, 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 and suppose you have a flock and you have a green area. I mean, just grass growing everywhere, beautiful. And you don't know there's a cesspool underneath it. <laughs> the day, let me tell you something. Things grow good by the cesspool, right? <laughs> Yeah. You know, but it's not always the right pasture. God will lead you in green. Green pasture means nourishment. He'll lead you in a place where things are flourishing. He's not going to lead you in a place where death is present. We have to remember that God is leading us in green pastures. Not just because they're green, because it's right. It's nourishment. It's strength. It leads you to the right place with God. You can grow. You can feed on this, 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 these clovers and this, this grass, healthy stuff. But God, the devil will promise you a green pasture, but he don't tell you there's a cesspool underneath it, right? You better watch. <laughs> I learned this as a Christian. That any time I see Satan promise me something, he'll, he, he don't... He don't Paint a pretty, he, he, it's always a pretty picture, right? It always seems to be something right. Not everything that's good is good or seems to be good. We better weigh out what the Lord is saying. If it sounds good, too good, you better check it out. See, when the flesh says, oh, man, that's, that's what I need, better, you better pray. <laughs> you better seek the Lord, Right? He leading me beside still waters. And then what that means is that anytime you see water that's not moving, it's deep. Right? If that sheep falls in there with all that wool, he's going to drown. 
See, moving water is basically shallow a lot of times, but, but, but deep water, that she falls in it, he's going to drown. You're going to have to drink, but he leads you beside still waters. Nothing wrong with still waters. It's just deep. But the shepherd knows, listen, when you drink out of the still water, God is going to be there to make sure you don't drown, right? We just don't jump in and just have a, a, a heyday. Deep water is, still water is deep. It's good. Not bad water, it's just deep, right? That's how it is sometimes. It don't look bad. It looks right. It seems right. But we don't stop and think, what is it going to do to me? Will I survive or I fall in? Deep water. I want you to turn with me to John chapter 10 real quick. And I'm going to show you something. We're living in a tough time. <laughs> Verse 1. How many are struggling a little bit? Come on. How many would say they got God figured out? Not one. <laughs> I sure ain't. Listen, I've learned some things about the Lord. I'm not saying I'm, I got it all together, but I've, did, I've learned a little bit. That there is things in God's mind that's not in mine. I might see, it might seem spiritually when I make decisions sometimes. And I, and I say, well, it sounds right. Okay? I'll make a decision. It sounds good. But I don't count the cost of what it's going to bring forth. Right? Listen. I like to buy a new car. You ever bought a, a new car? The first day? <laughs> oh, man, you feel like the Rockefellers, man. You're driving, man, that brand new car. Man, man, it feels good. But when the first note comes and you... <laughs> Come on. Years ago, I had bought me a, 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 a Mirage. Mr. Bishi Mirage. I brought it here. It's a little blue one. A Mirage. Let's talk about a Mirage. And I didn't want nothing to touch that car. <laughs> Ma, she laughed. Listen, I had made that thing almost like an idol, man. It was a beautiful little car, man. And I didn't want no dents on it. I remember I, I, I'm driving down the road. It's really happened. I'm not lying to you. Bro. Somebody hit a baseball and hit the hood. Pow! Made a dent. Oh, that bothered me for... Days, man, my poor arm, dent my, heart, my car with that baseball. And you know, the Lord says, son, what are you doing? So I don't want nobody, I like my car. I said, Lord, and he dealt with me. He said, if you want the car out of my life, you take it out. I'm not lying to you. God is my witness. About a week later, we went to a Christian concert in Lafayette. I was parked on the last parking lot, way in the back. Of, no way, possibly. Somebody went in that driveway and smashed that little demon. I'm telling you, and it, it, the wheels were like this. There was no driving it back home, man. It was gone. A week. <laughs> oh, man, that's, you're going to. No, anything that becomes an idol and you place and worship it above God, he's going to take it out of the way. I like my car. <laughs> But the thing is, I'm learning that God is not going to share you with anybody. You want to serve him, you're going to serve him in his will, not your will. 
Now, sometimes, listen, I'm not going to tell you. Listen, people go there and say, well, you, you're making it sound like we've got to do everything God said. I'm trying to live for God. And I can't write a book on how you need to do God, obey God, one, two, three, A, B, C, whatever you, you know. There's no steps. It's, it's a daily walk with the Lord. If I tell you I've done everything right, I'd be lying through my teeth. I had some heartaches, but I've learned. Right? I didn't quit. I tell people that all the time. So one guy told me, he says, I don't want to go to church because you know why? All them, I just got a bad deal with church and, and I don't need church. And you know what I tell them? I said, you know what? I've had some bad deals in my life too in church, but I never stopped. You had some bad deals in your life, but you, I ain't coming here to honor man. I'm coming here to honor God. And I'm not going to let a man or a woman or a child rob me from what God wants to give me. I don't want to go to church. They got hypocrites there. I'd rather go to church with them than go to hell with them. Right? Huh? It doesn't make sense to natural my, oh, you shouldn't be hanging around with them. I don't have to hang around with you if you want to slander me, but I can go to church with you. Right? Because you know what? If I don't, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to starve. Spiritually, I'll, I'll, I'll dry up. Somebody see me. <laughs> Listen to this. I've always taken these two, Psalms 23 and John chapter 10, as, as connecting them together. Because I get more out of these two chapters than anything when I spend time with it. Jesus is the true shepherd. He says, most assuredly I say unto you, he who does not enter in the, into the sheepfold but uh, by the door, but climbing up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. Now, what is he saying? I am that door. If you think you can get into this sheep fold through Mary, through Buddha, through Allah, through the saints, through denominations, you think you can get to heaven because you say you're a part of Court of Holmes Fellowship or you're part of such and such and such and such, Listen, that's another door. That's not the door Jesus is talking about. He is the door. Come on, somebody. Why does he place this church here? So you can learn about him. What is this church about? It's about worshiping him. What is this church about? To teach you the ways of the Lord. Honey, that's what it's about. I'm only, like I said, I'm only the messenger. I'm not the message. <laughs> I, I pray in here and I say, Lord, I am nothing. This is not about me. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. He is the door. If you're going to come in, you've got to come through the doors. He is the door to eternal life. He is the door to healing. He is the door to victory. He is the door to everything you need. You will be without no one if you come through that door. I am the door. And if you climb some other way, you're a thief and a robber. You can't get, in, you can't get to heaven by any other door. You're a thief and a robber. You're trying to climb up some other way, but through Jesus, you're a thief and a robber. You'll never get in. You'll never find a victory you need to find. Amen? But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And his own sheep, by name, hears his own sheep, and leads them out. And you know what? I still didn't read that today. <laughs> Ray was watching the door. I said, you know what, Ray? You're the doorkeeper. 
<laughs> I better, I'd rather be a, a doorkeeper in the house of my Lord than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I said, listen, you, the door is the way to get in. What if Ray says, we ain't letting nobody in, uh, block that door. What, what, what? It's useless to do what we got. That door has to be open, right? Anybody wants to come in and hear the gospel, the door has to be open. Oh, Lord. <laughs> You're here because the door was open, right? Here's the door. Verse 4 says, and when he, when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, and they know his voice. Yet they will not, by no means, or, or follow a stranger or, or a harling, somebody that's paid to do a job. See, that's, there's preachers out there, that's their job. That's not their calling. They, 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 they're eloquent, they know how to speak, they know how to quote verses, they know how to do all, but they, that's their job. They don't see it as the responsibility to, to, to take care of the sheep. They, they're hirelings, they're paid to do that. So as a paid hireling, when the wolves come, they don't care about you. So they got their pockets full, they got their, they got their, their needs met, so heck on the sheep. I know somebody might be hearing this on the internet. They might get mad at me. Listen, if you're doing a job for the Lord, get out. If all it is is a job, if all it is is, is, is making a paycheck because you, that's your job, get out. Put a preacher behind those pulpits that will preach the gospel, that are a shepherd for the flock. It's not just a job. It used to get me upset when I hear preachers say, well, church is like a business. No, it's not a business. You know, you, you run it like a business. You, you know, you, you take your assets and you see your losses and you see your, everything that needs to be done and, and it needs to be done. It's not like a business. It's, it's nowhere like a business. And some name preachers, you probably know if I tell you their names. And listen, I'm not going to say it, but it's not a business. It's God's kingdom. It's God's house. It's God's fault. That's where that purpose-driven life comes from. Listen, if you've got that book in your house, you need to get rid of it. They, they, they use the business perspective. They, you know, we, we, to build our churches. The, we're going we're gonna to use nothing about seeking God or the Holy Ghost. We're going to run it like a business. Now, I know you have to be responsible in church. I know we have to, you know, we, we're stewards of what God has. But listen, we get to the point where we think we can just fill chairs, man. You know, let's, let's see how, how many sheep we can, we can uh, fleece. Let's see how many sheep we can put in the chairs. And half of them are not born again, probably. I was watching a movie one day, and Boogie had brought it. Time Changer. I remember that movie. You remember that movie, Time Changer? Yeah. I'm surprised he even let that thing get out. <laughs> this man had come from the past, and he'd come to see society, what it was like today. And all of a sudden, he went among church people, and and this is with their witness. Uh, let's say that's a lo- uh, somebody that needs Christ. Uh, we have a we have a, a such and such in our church, and your basket, your kids will be all taken care of, and and, they, and give them a list on how their programs were, would help and would help them. I said, what? Seriously? What about Jesus? What about prayer? What? No, no, no. It was nothing. Prayer wasn't even mentioned. Reading the Bible wasn't mentioned. Oh, we got our programs in our church, and we're going to take, and everybody said, oh, man, we need something for our kids and stuff. 
Let me know your kids need to be. You need kids to be, be where RJ is right there, hearing the gospel. We shouldn't have to have special programs to take care of the kids. And I'm a nursery's fine because little kids, they don't. <laughs> Listen, I had some in my house last night. Oh, my goodness. Isaac's kids, that's some bouncing springs, man. But when a child is old enough to understand, I understand what debt was at six years old when my daddy passed away. I remember the Holy Ghost speaking to me. Six years old. When a child could be in church hearing the gospel, he needed to put him in church. Don't give him to special groups and special. Listen, bring him to church. Bring him to church. I said, bring him to church. Hear the gospel. One time, Isaac was small. And he, Isaac, is, he got so much energy, man. When he was young, he was bouncing around. Listen, one time he was in church making noise. A lady told me, she's not here anymore, but she passed away. But she told me, she said, oh, let him run around. I said, no. I said, okay. You know, I was looking like the bad, terrible father in the church. <laughs> Let him run around. The minute he got up and started running, he almost broke his arm. I said, never again. You will dis- you're not going to dishonor the house of God, son. I'll take you outside with a stick, and we're going to find out what obedience is. Because this is God's place of worship. You know, we're not going to have you hindering somebody. Or hindering the gospel. Hallelujah. Okay. And he brings his own, verse 4. And he brings out his sheep. He goes before them. And the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. Yet will by no means follow a stranger but, or, or a harling. But he will flee from him. For they know not the voice of a harling or a hireling, or a stranger. They, they have no idea. Listen, all they know is the voice of the shepherd. Come on. All they know is the voice of the shepherd. I'm going to ask you a personal question. Do you know Jesus' voice? Do you know him when he speaks? He's not going to speak. <laughs> a lot of times we're waiting for Jesus to I love you, child. Take me in your, come in my arms and embrace me, my child. You know, you ever got that image about Jesus? You know, come and we'll just love you all the way to the end. It's wonderful. <laughs> Sometimes you say, Lenny, if you don't stop doing that, you're going to pay the price. You're going to find out what my word is. He does Jesus speak? Yes, he does. He corrects. The Bible says he chastens them or he, he disciplines those whom he loves. Stop doing that. Well, God, you're a God of love. Jesus, you're a God. Stop doing that, Ray. <laughs> you're a God of love. I understand you're all loving, and, and, and we don't have to do much. Just love you. Well, Jesus said, this is how you know you love me if you keep my commandments. That's what my Bible says. Hallelujah. You're quiet. I'm, I'm not going to keep you too much long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we live in a time where the church has become so lazy. Right? I want to read one more verse. I'm pretty seriously. I'm, I want to show you something. Let me get my paper real quick. Psalms 37, verse 23. Do you know the shepherd's voice when he speaks? Listen, I had a... When I was first coming up in the Lord, I was coming here, and I love to sing, Seriously. 
Yvette, you think you love to sing? Let me tell you, I, I love to sing. And I would get invited some places sometime to go sing in churches, different places. And one day, I was going to New York Beer. As a matter of fact, somebody advised me to go stay. I was having a gospel concert, and they invited me to sing. And there's other people there. It wasn't just me. But, and, and you know what the Lord told me? <laughs> he said, I don't want you to go. <laughs> and you know what? Let me tell you something. I, I, I argued with God all day. I said, God, I want to go sing. I'm singing for you. He said, I don't want you to go. Don't go. And boy, it was all day long. And it was, Genesis was on. I'm the kind of, some trouble in my mind, it takes a little while to get it out. And I used the argument that I was going to do it for the Lord. I was singing for him. And you know what? At the end of the day, I, I, I said, okay, Lord. I'm going to call the pastor or whatever. Tell him I can't go. And I'm telling you, when you think you know God's ways, he tells you you don't know it. Because I was using all the arguments. I'm singing gospel songs, Lord. I'm singing songs for you, Lord. And I was so happy. I was ready to go. Man, I wanted to sing, Sister Kathy. I wanted to go sing. I wanted to sing for Jesus. And I said, no, I'm not going to go. He just wouldn't let me rest. Man. He just was just, God was antagonizing me. Really? He was, he's such a good God. <laughs> You know, you know what I mean? You ever get that feeling? And I said, okay. And we, we was having service over here that day. And I'm telling you the truth. A man that was telling me he was going to come for church for years showed up that morning. What if I wouldn't have been here? Huh? I don't know where he's at today, but. I heard that he had some, he passed away, I heard. He was, for years, he, he would tell me, I'm going to go visit you, I'm going to go visit you, I'm going to go visit you. And just so happens that one day, I never saw him back. He might have gave his life to Jesus, serving God somewhere else. But if I wouldn't have been here, Lenny tells me to come to church and he ain't there. <laughs> oh, that hurts. <laughs> oh, look, never saw him again. But God wanted me in the right place. You might not understand it. Even if it sounds good, it might not be. It might not be the will of God. Even if it was gospel music. Even if it was singing to other Christians. It might not be God. When you don't have a peace about it, God leads the righteous. And he leads the hands of the godly. This verse right here stuck out to me when I was reading the, the other day. Verse 23 in Psalms, uh, what I said, 30, uh, 37, all right? The steps of a good man or a good woman are what? Ordered by the Lord. <laughs> the steps of a good man or woman are ordered by the Lord. Is it ordered by the preacher? Is it ordered by the Christians in the church? Is it ordered by the pastor? Is it ordered by the denomination? No, it's ordered by the Lord. Now, what is good? Jesus even said it one time. He says, when the rich ruler came to him, he said, Lord, what must I must do to inherit 
good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said, there's none good but God. See, Jesus wasn't identifying that he was not good. People don't really read that right. See, he's talking about what you think and feel in this world, what sounds good. If, if, if Jesus is good, then he's not the good. If he's not good, he's not the good shepherd. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you're looking to flesh for your answer, if you're looking to denomination for your answer, if you're looking to the preacher for your answer, there's none good, no, not one. So we're looking at Jesus. It says, says, God is good. Come on, somebody. God is good. But here he says, a good man. So, so is there a contradiction? No. You are living for the Lord, and you're serving Christ with your life. You're good. Not your goodness, but God, Christ's goodness. Through your obedience and surrender to the Lord, people say, well, if I do this, and I go here, and I say this, and do all the right things, that makes me good. That's not what I'm talking about. You're going to do that because the Spirit of the Lord's in you. If you're doing that for religious purposes, you're no good. No good. If all, you, your, your, if all your faith is, your religious faith is about how good you look, how spiritual you can look, how wise you look, then it's sin, right? Jesus is good. The Father is good. And if you're serving him, let me tell you something, praise God. People say, well, oh, I'm not perfect. I'll never, be. listen, let me tell you something. The Bible says, be, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. What Jesus is saying, be like God. Not to be God, but be like him. You have to have his nature and his character and, and what the Lord has in him. He said, the steps of a good man are all of the life. His delight is in his way. And he says, though he fall. And let me tell you something. I don't know about how many times you fell as a Christian, but I fell a few times. In church, not blaming the pre pastor, not blaming the church, me. Because it's so easy to get your attention off of what the Lord wants and follow other ways. You know, I look at people, and, and I hope to God we, we settle things in our church. We un in unity and, and love and, and respect. And love one. But God hates division. I've seen so many. Good churches split over little gnats, string in the net and swallow a camel. Let's follow God's way. Right? Let's do what the Lord says. Our steps are ordered by the Lord. Our, our steps are not ordered by me or man or, or, or denomination or church. It's ordered by the Lord. I told somebody this week, I said, do what God says. Do what Jesus says. How simple is that? Uh, you know what I'm saying? How, listen, if Jesus says it, do it. Come on. <laughs> it's not easy like that, brother. Well, yes, it's easy. You make a decision to do right or do wrong, right? Do what Jesus says. And when you tell, especially people in the Catholic Church that honor Mary, I said, Mary gave one commandment in the whole Bible. I found it. Remember when he turned the water into wine? What did she tell his disciples? Do what he says. <laughs> she didn't say come to me. She didn't say pray to me. She didn't say go to one of the apostles. She said do what he says. What did Jesus say? I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man comes to the Father but through me. There's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. 
That's what he said. But you know, people today, they, they want praise, man. They, preachers and priests, and they, they want praise. They want somebody to say, praise them. Listen, I like people when they encourage me. But then that, that, that's a, that was a good message. I like that because it encourages me to go on. But don't praise me. <laughs> Listen, you follow me one day, you're going to find I ain't perfect. <laughs> Come on. I conquered some things in my life, I'm going to be honest with you. But there's some things I'm still conquering. Right? Look at Janice, look at that. <laughs> Listen, I'm the kind of person, I'm persistent. I don't believe in letting things lag on. I want something done, I want it done right now. <laughs> but sometimes it's not time to do it right now. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Sometimes the money ain't there. And assets ain't there. And everything ain't there. The Bible says for me to be a good steward of what God gave me. I'm to balance things out. Pray for me. I need that help. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's God's way. Not mine. And he says, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholded him with his hands. Oh, man, hallelujah. Man, listen, I've, I've, I've slipped and fell a lot of times. But if I'd have stayed down, right? If I said, God, I don't want to serve you no more. I'm tired of up and down games. I'm just going to serve the devil. Then I've lost. He rises it up. He raises it up those that are faithful. He raises it up his children. Listen, you, you all taught your, your child how to walk when he was first. And you know what? You didn't give up the first time he fell. Bruised his head or her head. <laughs> Come on. Some of you was, oh, I'm so glad he walked. Now, now, now she, they're going in the cabinets and digging with the, the chemicals and, and trying to uh, put their finger in the socket. I sure wish you'd have stayed down this long. <laughs> Seriously. Something how, how it changes when, when, it, when <laughs> we want something and come to find out we should have waited a little longer. <laughs> See, that little kid don't think about that. that, that. Listen. Mm-mm. Okay. Let me, let, let, me, let me go on. Verse 37 says this. No, I'm, I'm, well, I'm reading chapters 37 still. And I want to go to verse 37. Right there. Yeah. Mark. The blameless man and observe the upright for the future of that man is what? Peace. Mark the righteous one. Look at him. Listen, don't follow someone that is confused that don't have peace themselves. Someone says, I could tell you how to do it, but he can't find it. They don't know which direction to go. Don't, don't follow them. Follow those that are upright, those that have faith, those that know what, what peace is. You can't get peace out of unpeace. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. You can't get peace out of unsecurity. You can't get peace and hope out of people that don't have no hope. I told, I, I, I'm not going to but I know a preacher, well, he used to be a preacher. He's done had five wives. And 
Me and him was having a discussion one day. He said, I don't believe God heals today. I said, I'll tell you what, if you would have caught me before I read the Bible, I might have believed you. <laughs> He's telling, want to tell people how to live for him, and he can't, he can't even keep a marriage together. Telling marriage couples how to work when he don't know how to do it himself. Five wives? Five? <laughs> how are you going to instruct anybody when you can't even instruct your own life? Don't tell somebody they're sinning if you're gossiping. Because you don't have no peace. Don't tell somebody they need to trust Jesus if you're a liar or divider. You don't have no peace. You get what I'm saying? Now, it doesn't mean people that have faith in God don't mess up. Now, listen, unbelief is one of the most dangerous sins there is. But the next, Jesus said, if you don't do this, you won't have no forgiveness. Unforgiveness. There's nobody in heaven right now ever got to heaven with unforgiveness in his heart or pride. I can go on and on and on. You know the chief sin of all sins, and I'm going to tell you right now, I believe that, is pride. Satan was thrown out of heaven because of pride. He, he couldn't take over God's kingdom in the Garden of Eden, so he got Adam and Eve to disobey God. Because he wanted rule. He wanted control. He wanted power. Don't follow a greedy, prideful. Listen, if, if everybody's testimony is about themselves, run. They, all they can tell you is how good they are and how spiritual they are and how, how wonderful they are and how God needs them in his kingdom are. Get rid of them. Go run from them. Find somebody that's humble. To fellowship with. Find somebody that loves the word. Find somebody that, listen, you can't find a leader, an ungodly leader in a prideful bunch. Does this make sense? Though he fall, verse 24, he shall not be uttered, cast down. For the Lord upholded him with his hand. And verse 37 again. Mark the blameless. Look for those that are living right. Look for those that are forgiven. Look for those that, that are faithful. And observe the upright. And the future of that man is peace. Amen? You don't have to. It's right there. Verse 30 says, the mouth of the, I marked it out. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talks of justice. The law of the Lord is in his heart, talking about the righteous. And none of his steps shall slide. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, the message that I'm trying to get through you today, the steps of a good man, write that down a little, are ordered by the Lord. The step of a righteous man or woman are ordered by the Lord. How, what, what is the manual? What is the road map, that book you're holding in your hand? God wants to use you, and God wants to bless you and take care of you. Listen, I'm a sheep. You're a sheep, right? I said that before, and I don't know if you ever heard me say it, but 
A sheep is about the dumbest animal there's no, there is. He has no defenses. None. He needs everything to trust in the shepherd. The rod is for what? The rod is for correction. When you get out of line, right? The staff is to take care of the enemy that's trying to attack you. So when the wolves come and the bears and he has that, that staff, it's to strike down the enemy, right? See, I'm a sheep. You're a sheep. They say if a sheep falls on his back, if there's nobody to turn him back on his feet, he'll die. Why you didn't call us a bear? It's just a matter of lion. Something with power and strength because you're nothing but a sheep. Oh, Lord, I feel, <laughs> boy, that makes me feel good. It's true because your, your, your complete dependency is on the Lord. Right? Fall on your back. You need him to put you back on your feet or you die. Come on. A righteous man falls seven times, but he get it up. He's not going to get up by himself. The Lord's going to have to get him up. He's going to have to trust the Lord to put him back on his feet. <laughs> okay. Boy, I tell you, I'm going to start preaching some love messages one day. <laughs> Come on. Let's stand up. Praise God. That's a little kid's song. I'm nothing but a sheep. Bye, bye, bye. You ever heard that song? <laughs> I had one lady years ago I was preaching in Hanson. I told her, I was sitting I was preaching to some people. I said, you know what? Without the Lord, I'm nothing. But she got offended, man. She said, I am a daughter of the king. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a this. I said, I'm a nothing. <laughs> I'm a nothing. Listen, that don't, that don't mean you, you, you're not important. Just next to the Lord. Without the Lord, you're nothing. I have inheritance because of Jesus. I'm blessed because of Jesus. I'm saved because of Jesus. Well, if I do this and do this, it'll help Jesus save me. No, it won't. I remember years ago, years ago I, I found myself trying to help Jesus save me. I think if I do this, Lord, I'll go to church more and i do that. Listen, I can't help Jesus save me. He's done that already. And I can lose it. But I, there's nothing I can do to make myself more saved. I'm either saved or I'm lost. Can't be half saved, right? I don't make any... I don't even know... I can't even be quarter saved. <laughs> Three quarters of you either saved or you lost. God loves you, okay? And He wants you to walk a right walk, an upright walk with Him. Listen, God wants this church to prosper. And He has to start with me and you, or us that are here. Because us is going to be the ministers, us is going to be the prayers, us is going to be the encouragers, us is going to be those that said you can make it. Us is going to even judge. You see, you're living in sin. You need, that's us's. Us's are the problem. But us's can make a difference. Everyone in here is a is part. Listen, I'm not the, I'm the, I'm the pastor, but it, I'm not the only one that's a minister in here. Right? You're a minister with your life. Ministers are servant. Ministers are the ones that reach out and heal the hurting. Ministers of the Lord that pray and seek God. If you ain't got nothing to pray for, pray for me. Hallelujah. I need it. I know that if
people are praying for me. I'm going to make it. That's why I say this, when I was going through trouble, I mean, I had some times, man, when I, when I was running that machine. I told that story many times, but it's true. Passed on a man, and, and he killed him for the highway department. You know what made the difference? People in this church praying for me. They were ministering to the Lord for me. Don't think for a minute. We say, I'll pray for you, Brother Lanny. Do it. I'll lift you up. Do it. Because you know why? It's life or death. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here if I wouldn't have had those people seeking God for me. I wouldn't be here. I'd have lost my mind. My wife would tell you, she was there all through that. Listen, that, that is nothing you want to go through. If it wouldn't have been for the church and the house of God and the people of God, I don't know where I'd be. I would not. Now, they had someone, some of them, you wouldn't want to eat lunch with them. <laughs> but there were some of them. Hey, look, they love God. Amen? That, when I, that happened to me and I was at my house, my wife would tell you. Her, her mom and daddy, they wouldn't say. But they heard people call me on the phone. Brother Lenny, we're praying for you. We're praying for you. And you know what? They sat there and they heard, they heard it. And that was a testimony to what true love is. My heart is broken for you. I love you. Believe me. If we pray and seek each other, encourage each other, we're going to make it. This life is not easy right now. We're going to have to make some decisions in the future. I know you kept you a few minutes longer, but the main decision is that we, we have love for one another. Jesus said, this is how I know you, my disciples, the love you have for one another. Father, we just thank you, Father God. I just thank you for today. Lord, I pray, God, you would guide and lead our hands, Father God. Show us how to walk with you and walk together with each other. Lord, I pray for everyone in this fellowship. I ask you to bless them. Show them the way. In the name of Jesus, Lord.